Hello, race fans. Welcome to another episode of Short Track Guys Podcast, brought to you by ShortTrackExclusive.com. I'm your host, Thomas Fattis, alongside two other Short Track Guys in the studio, as always. Jim Pokerant, driver of the 07 Can't Quit Fishing.com, sportsman, locally here at Five Flag Speedway, and Ted Baber. Ted Baber Video Productions here locally at Five Flags Speedway in Pensacola, Florida. What's up, guys? What's going on? Good evening, sir. <laughs> yeah, we we should have an update from last week at uh, Five Flags Speedway, but unfortunately, <laughs> we words. had some Florida yeah, weather rain. come in. <laughs> oh, rain stinks. But <laughs> Not just here. <laughs> well, the bad part about it was it didn't actually rain. He called the races, and I mean, he had to because it was looking like it was going to. Yeah. I go downtown Pensacola with my pet skunk and and my girlfriend at the time. We're sitting there eating dinner, and there's no rain. We're outside, and I'm taking a picture, and I put it on Facebook. Don't you love this rain we had? <laughs> yeah. But but uh, it gets better. The car's ready to go, by the way. It's it's cock-locked and ready to rock. and just got to put it on the trailer and take it somewhere. So I got to go to Daytona, which was a pretty cool deal, yeah. from Five Flakes Speedway for being track champion. We're supposed to go down and get to walk across the stage and do all kinds of cool stuff. Well, all that didn't happen because of that said rain. <laughs> get down there Saturday, enjoy the day, walking through the midway, getting hats. I got to meet Kyle Petty, got his autograph, which is cool. a, he's a really cool guy. I got his book, Swerve or Die. I recommend it very highly. I've already read the forward of it, and I'm enjoying it already, and I'm really going to enjoy the rest of it. So we did that, went up to the Exalta Injector. And it started raining, which is, you know, then then they called the races. So we had to get up the next morning and come back to the racetrack. Good seats. We're on the third level. We could see the start-finish line. It was going to be a good show. And three-quarters of the way through the race, it rained again. And me and Kim had to leave because we had to get back home. Both have to work on Monday. And if it was a whole race, I would have stayed. But there was only like 25 laps left to go. So I wasn't going to make a big fuss out of it. But... Special thank you to Tim Bryant and the the people at Daytona for putting that on for us. It was really cool that we got to go. Robert Loper, he was there, and um, the truck champion was there, which was really cool to see him after he had that bad wreck at Snowball Derby. Snowball Derby he flipped yeah. the truck, and <laughs> but he was he was Hunter. Hunter was doing good. Hunter Johnson. Yeah. Congratulations to him. And we didn't get to do the stuff we were supposed to do, but it was still cool to go to Daytona. It was really cool to stand in those grandstands and see that racetrack. Yeah. It's pretty damn awesome. So that, that was my experience track. other than the rain. I had to walk back to the car and saw Gil shoes and a wet shirt and a wet hat and everything <laughs> yeah. else to get back to the car so we could leave. But thank you to Tim Bryant and everybody for putting that on for us. It was still cool. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it was good to see you there. Um, you know, it was hard work uh, in the shop, and, you know, you, you've earned it. And uh, the others there were there. Uh, I'm sure it was a great experience, albeit the rain and the weather. But everybody knows that, you know, if you're in Florida, uh, they say just uh, if you don't like the weather, just wait 15 minutes, it'll change. And then. Pretty much in the state of Florida, everywhere, it, it will do that same thing. And it seems like even though they've changed uh, that race from July um, to August, uh, it really didn't seem to make any difference. So, you know, I, I'm sad to hear that you had that experience. It should have been, uh, you know, two days just straight through, but it didn't happen. But you did get to see what you did, and there's not a lot of people that have, have been through that. No, nah, it was cool. I I I want to make plans to go see, go to the six hundred of Charlotte and uh, do that race. But that was cool. Like I said, thank you to them for doing that for us. They didn't have to. I mean, there was Brad May from uh, New Smyrna was there, the late model champion, and there were some people there from Bubba Speedway, the dirt track. 
I didn't know any of those people, but I knew who Brad May is. We all have talked about him before, so he was there. That was cool, but he didn't come back Sunday. It was just us Five Flags folks there Sunday, so that was cool. We got we got to watch the majority of the race, got to watch the big wrecks, so that was cool. <laughs> hate to say that, you know, that the uh, the weather put a damper on your festivities there, but it did. <laughs> More like a dampener, because it <laughs> well, was wet. I mean, it was awful. I mean, it was just terrible. And poor Kim, she got soaked. I got soaked. <laughs> we drove we we actually stopped had to buy her a t-shirt that she could dry off so we could go eat when we were on our way home so it was it was you know but still it's a memorable experience and I, like i said i thank them for doing it and and obviously that's that's been earned uh throughout the season being track champion uh 2021 sportsman champion here at five flag speedway in pensacola florida um and i'm sure you're going to have more of that coming your way uh, you know, and depending on, you know, your situation, whether you want to pass off the, the torch to, you know, your, your family and, uh, some, uh, upbringings that you're mentoring. So we'll just have to see what, uh, what plays out in the future for you and your sportsman class. Um, but we're going to go pass off to, uh, Ted and, uh, the Grand National Super Series, which we've tried to talk, uh, and touch on quite a bit limited information i think we've had in the past yes, but i think ted's yeah i think ted's touched on some some like really up-to-date <laughs> stuff we've got a, a really good readout of the press release on them uh, but apparently this last race at franklin county was just a little bit <laughs> there had a lot of the drivers had some problems there were issues with uh, during the races with people making contact or blown motors or busted radiators mechanical issues just plagued quite a few people some of them made all the races they always run a pair of features. So, you know, they invert the first, the, uh, as they, after they qualify, they invert the top six cars. They run the first race and then invert the entire field for the second race. And there was just a, a lot of action going on throughout the entire race. Uh, I want to get to the finishing order so you can understand how they're doing things there. The, the first feature they had, the uh, results from that one were A.J., uh, Henningsen won the first race, Kevin uh, Cromer second, Joe Wilder then Bob Shack, Jason Shue, Mike Kurkowski, Eric Barber, Tyler Ashley, Larry Wilcox, and Mark Jones rounded up the top ten. When they did the inversion, it forces the guys that uh, win to come up through the field, and the results weren't all that much different, but there you'll notice a few changes here and there. The second race, Joe Wilder managed to come out on top there, A.J. Hendrickson uh, came in second. Then it was Eric Barber, Larry Wilcox, Kevin Cromer, Bob Shack, Billy Keys, Mark Jones, and Mike Krakowski. It, it's an interesting concept, the way that they do these things. And we want to try to get some more information about the cars. We're still trying to get in touch with Bob Shack and uh, uh, Jack Bowsher to see if we can uh, find out a little bit more about the series. Uh, speaking of the series, they do have two more races coming up at... Uh, on the 10th of September at Caraway Speedway, and the last event that they have uh, on the schedule so far is the 1st of October, Cowardary County Speedway, and I'm looking forward to hearing about those uh, on the uh, next episode. Yeah, this is uh, the series that uh, we just talked about uh, not too many episodes ago with Frank Kimmel and right. and Jeremy mm -hmm. Mayfield right. sweeping weekends, and so um, we hope I think we've tried to reach out for Bob to oh, yes. to have him on as a guest right. and find out a little bit more about that Grand National Super Series and and we're still working on it and hopefully we can uh, come up with some news uh, maybe next week or so and 
I'm See if we can't make that it. happen. <laughs> looking forward to it. Sounds like a good series. I think it's cool that they're taking old Grand National cars and old Bush cars and old Ark cars and getting some use out of them. Right. Yeah, speaking of old, uh, whether it's a race or not, but we've had uh, some incidents in racing here in the last couple of weeks at North Wilkesboro. And I want to credit a lot of the Dale Earnhardt Jr. efforts to getting this done. Uh, he is actually in the uh, the Cars Tour uh, race tonight, uh, which we're not going to be able to get to because it's happening right now. Yes. Um, but we've had uh, modified races. We put it on our Facebook page. Um, man, I, I'm telling you, that the, the lineup that we went over last week uh, at North Wilkesboro uh, with this uh, Cars Tour, Carson Quapple, uh set the fast time, sat on a pole, in the eight car with the iRacing logo on it. I think Junior qualified sixth yes, for tonight's race. Yeah. And I'm telling you, these, they're expected to fill the place up uh, with sure. the fans. Oh, they had to open extra grandstand area for tonight. And also, Junior was fastest in two rounds of practice. Also, like to give a shout out to a local driver, uh, Jonathan Langham, went up there with his street stock and uh, qualified very well and finished sixth. So that was pretty cool that... Uh, he brought a, our hometown uh, racing you know, local Gulf Coast driver, went up there and did very well. And, uh, you know, it's something I wanted to do, but didn't the funding didn't uh, materialize for me to make that trip. And he did and has done a great job. And he's actually made their website. So that's that's pretty cool. One of our guys that I raced against did very well in North Wilkesboro. <laughs> kind of took a knife to a gunfight. He said he had a sportsman carpet and had to make some changes to it to get it to be competitive, but it was. Well, it, it's got a nine inch. It's a, it's a nice piece. It's, it's a car that belongs to a friend of theirs. I think he, it's one of their crew members. If I'm not mistaken, he was building a car for him and then they decided to take it to North Wilkesboro. So they did a great job. Congratulations to those guys. Glad to see it. And, uh, part of the muffler mafia over <laughs> yes, in Mobile indeed. and, uh, McDonald's. part of my competition and they're tough and it's, it's cool to see them go somewhere else and do well. And maybe we can go up there and do well with them next time. There you go. Yeah, well, the the big controversy at North Wilkesboro so far uh, was with Cole Butcher. Hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, what went on with Eddie McDonald, Gabe Brown, Johnny Clark, and Max Cookston. But um, yeah, Johnny John Clark, Clark finishing fourth. <laughs> uh, we watched the video, and uh, we've gone over it several times. We've had some discussion before we went on. Um, we dissected you know, it. Yeah, <laughs> dissected it. Correct. Yes. <laughs> and um, so, if you haven't seen that, um, my first uh, awareness of it was the reaction and the comments that were made yes. uh, about how it ended up. And after we saw the video, uh, what do you guys? What do you guys assess? It's. I mean, the video shows you one thing, and everybody has an opinion on what took place. But I mean, if you look at it very carefully, uh, Johnny Clark had he went to the outside of two cars in going into one and two, and even though the fifty-eight car of Hebert was not strictly on the bottom of the track where he should have been, you know, get out of the way. Now there are so many variables. I mean, did he have a spotter? Did he, you know was his spotter? On top of him, where was Johnny Clark's spotter? There was just a lot of things, a lot of moving parts that are literally... Well, right. the one part about spotters is this. They do their job, but some drivers don't want you to tell them what's going on in front of them. Let me do this, you do that. You know, you let me know what's going on behind you, what lap I'm on, stuff like that. 
the lap car was in the way, admittedly, and all that happened is when Johnny checked up, I mean, the man's right on his rear end. Yeah. They're coming off the corner. They both went to accelerate. Johnny lifted. Cole hit him, and he spun out. There was no malice, no dirty to that at all, in my opinion. It was just a racing deal. Uh, congratulations to Cole Butcher. He deserves the win. He was he was fast. He was right there. It wasn't like he dumped the guy intentionally. It was just hard racing. It was just a racing deal. But like it goes back to what we talked about last week, lapped cars get out of the way. Right. If it's especially that late in the race, you're battling for position, get out of the way. You're not going to gain nothing by staying on the lead lap. You're not going to win it. You haven't been up front all day. You know, when they say the leader's coming up on you, get all the way to the bottom and just stay down there and let them race it out. You, If you're getting lapped in a 250-lap race and it's late in the show, like I said, you're really? not going to gain anything by staying on the lead lap. You weren't up front all day. Get out of the way. The race director should come on the radio and say, 78 car, get out of the way. The leaders are coming up on you. If they're battling for – say that say that they're lapping the fifth-place car and they're battling for fifth, I get it. Right. Yeah. You're battling for a top five, but this guy probably wasn't going to finish in the top 10, period. Get out of the way. But even still, you know, where's the, where's Johnny Clark thinking I should go to the outside and pass this guy instead of trying to run in behind him? And he parked it and the 53 got him. I mean, it's just, it was just a racing deal. There was no dirty nothing to it at all. Yeah, I, I think we, we've seen it enough to, to understand <laughs> as racers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, videographers yes. um uh, you know that um cold butcher that 53 car did nothing wrong um you know johnny clark had to check up because of a lap car on whether he's in the right or wrong spot ted we've watched it a couple Several of times, times yeah. so he wasn't really on the bottom no. close to the white line he was just a little little off of it yeah and, and the lap before he had the, uh clark had gone around two cars on the outside that you know, with no problem. Right. But they, they were, those two cars were hugging the bottom, unlike this uh, 58 car. Right. Were, quite a very, well, the one thing about it, too, yes. is this, it, it's where you catch lapped cars. Yeah. It can screw you. Because if you catch them coming off the corner, you're full throttle, and you have to lift the guy behind you, he's going to run you over. If you catch them getting in and they park it, you might be okay. But it, it depends on where you catch them, too. It's yeah. it's six one half dozen of the other. Sorry for what happened to Johnny Cart. Like I said, congratulations, Cole Butcher. He did a great job. Yeah, I read some comments after that race was over, and, and that was actually that my perception of what had happened uh, before we actually right. got uh, you know some access to the video to see what happened in the last few laps. Uh, nine to go, I think, was yep. when we picked it up, mm-hmm. and um, I, 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 they were pointing the finger at Cole Butcher, and when he right. got out of the car. You know, he, he you got can, roundly booed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody was like he had done something wrong, and I'm like, damn, did he move somebody out of the way? Man. But he really didn't. Uh, it was a checkup from a car in front. I, I hate to say lap car because that's kind of put my staple on it because that's usually what I was. <laughs> <laughs> but as you stayed on the bottom, the tech director said, if you're a lap car, if you're behind and leaders come up behind you, stay on the bottom. You're not going to convince Johnny Clark fans are going to see it one way. Cole Butcher fans are going to see it. Hebrew fans are going to see it a different way. You know, everybody, you can show them all the same thing and everybody's going to see it the way they want to see it. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it is. I mean, it's perception. But from what I've seen, it was just a racing deal. Cole Butcher didn't do anything dirty. It wasn't like he got to his quarter panel, hooked him and sent him. Right. He just hit him when Johnny Clark was checking up and it just got him loose and around he went. And Butcher got tagged by the car behind him too so that was another piece that wasn't seen well 
Right. It just happens. It's just that was just a hard racing deal. Yeah, it's a racing deal for sure. And and you know, from the videos that we saw, um it was just um it, just like Jim said, it was a racing deal and, and the fifty four tried to check up to go on the outside like he'd done the lap before. And um Butcher got in the back of him and they got him sideways and he turned around and spun his tires and Cole Butcher ends up winning the Oxford two fifty. So I mean it being a racing deal, what can you expect? It's, it's going to happen. <laughs> yep, you're going to get together. If you put that many folks on a racetrack, stuff's going to happen. And like I say, he checked up, he got turned. It's just part of it. He just I'm pretty sure after he's seen the video, he probably went, Ooh. oh, okay, <laughs> well, maybe maybe it wasn't all his fault. So, And the comments that I've read, you know, that uh, what I gathered, it, 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 it's totally opposite of what I've seen. So um, it is a racing deal, and congratulations to Cole Butcher. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, I know the Oxford 250 is a big win, uh, 25,000 to win. Always. It, and then, then our, our buddy Bubba Pollard didn't do as well as we had hoped, but he finished back in the back and, uh, I still don't understand and don't know, don't have any information about, um, what has happened. I think he had some good practice speeds. Uh, he was happy about being up there, you know, with having a, an Oxford 250 in his, in his resume. Um, but, um, we'll, we'll touch base on, uh, what happened, uh, what's coming up with him next week. Could be some good racing coming up, fellas. Yep. Uh, got some, before we sign up, I got some Port City race cars on the urge of, uh, Bubba Pollard, you know, with the <laughs> Port City race car situation we've got out. We got some shout outs for Daryl Church, uh, at Seekonk this past weekend, uh, and Isaac Ross at Plymouth Motor Speedway. Uh, Steve Stacy at South Bend Motor Speedway, Marcel Gravel at Thunder Road International Speedway, Anthony Danta at Grunty County Speedway, all in Port City chassis. And you know, with Bubba Pollard behind that, you can't be you can't be too far behind. No, not at all. And uh, wanted to bring up a subject while we were talking about lap cars and safety and things like that. There was a dirt car that flipped over this weekend, and the roll cage went completely flat into hoop. The back hoop and everything mashed down on this guy, and he's very lucky that it bent his seat forward and pinned him in the car and didn't do any worse than that. Guys, you got to get your roll cages built right. you got to understand that when that thing flips over on its lid, you can't have stuff not braced. There was stuff on that cage that wasn't braced. There was no gussets. Right. No. There was no... Uh, they call it an Earnhardt bar. It goes down the middle of the windshield. That keeps all that stuff from mashing down vent bars. You you got to have uh, definitely use gussets in the upper part of your cage because that guy's dang lucky he wasn't killed. I mean, and we don't want to see anybody hurt in a race car. But no. you you got to look at the geometry of how that stuff's built. And is it going to brace? Is it going to hold? Triangulation is where it's at. No. The back bars weren't triangulated very well. They were very long. So, I mean, that whole thing just collapsed down on top of him. I've never seen a roll cage like that. But I would recommend you guys, man, pay attention to all that stuff because that's your butt out there. We're not racing NASCAR. If we get hurt in one of these cars and we can't support our families or pay our bills, what are we going to do? Because only a track handout only happens just a little bit. And Aflac don't pay that much. 
Right. You I mean, can't. Yeah, I mean, you really can't skimp on safety. No. I mean, if, right. they, if they require a neck collar, if they require a Hans device, you know, a, a certain rated safety helmet and, and your 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 gloves and everything, um, you just can't skimp on safety. It may yep. not be required, but don't sacrifice quality. Use the right kind of pipe in the cage too. You know. To yeah, it could stuff. have been thin pipe too, or a real old roll cage. That's the thing too. I'm very leery about racing cars that are over 30 years old because. Those cages rot from the inside out. Right. You don't know. Yeah. Then, it's yeah. <laughs> if you had a, a deal that could run up and down like they have pipe fitters have to tell the thickness of the pipe, you know, maybe you could learn from that. But I'm telling you, that car has was missing a lot of triangulation and a lot of bracing that that would have never happened. The car probably would have been junk, but the driver wouldn't have been sitting with his head forward pinned in the seat. Had to be cut out. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty scary. I, I saw it and I was like, oh, my God. And then he got out and walked away from that. I was just like... Dude, you better you better go to church on Sundays. All I can tell you. Yes. <laughs> I mean, safety's where it's at. We want the short track guys. We race. We want safety. We want nobody to get hurt. We want everybody to go home. Just please pay attention to things like that. Gussets, especially gusset, gusset, gusset. If it's an older car and there's no gussets, put gussets in it. If it's an older car and it has gussets, brace them up. Yeah. Well, speaking of gussets, gusset, who's going to win at North Wilkesboro tonight? As we're speaking. But um. <laughs> Well, well, we've got sixth place qualifier. Maybe I it would know. be cool. It yeah. would be cool to see Junior win that race in the Sun Drop number three. But uh, you know, Carson Quapel is probably going to be the car to beat. Yeah. He's out of the Junior stables there. They might get a one-two out of it. That'd be pretty neat. Yeah, be a three-eight three, finish eight. or an eight-eight-three finish. <laughs> That'd be fine with me. But uh, yeah, I think Junior. I just saw a video with his. Um, um, interview uh, about his progress and what his feelings were, and he's a, a huge instrumental part of putting this whole thing together. I mean, even with iRacing. racing, you yeah, know, with, with, uh, the, with them cleaning the track like they did, and yep. we did everything so they could scan it. That was a cool deal, and then actually getting a race. I, I'm just jealous, of Jonathan Langham. I have to admit because he's local guy. I would love to make it around the historic surface, just on the old surface. Because when they pave it, it's going to be hooked up. Yeah, yeah, and I've got. Uh, uh, you know, just a, a vision or a feeling of being there in real life, especially the uh, the modified ground pounders that we've been talking about. <laughs> you know, like the smart modifieds, the whaler modifieds, the 15 inch grippers that down like a half an inch from the ground. It seems like <laughs> go karts with baby Oh man, <laughs> did they just? I mean, they just rumbled, and uh, I, I'd love to see it. And just to see North Wilkesboro and an old speedway like that with history. Coming back to life. It's just awesome. I just Great want to take deal. advantage of this number eight we're talking about for just a second because mm. that's the number of points that separate Jake Garcia from Gio Rogerio in the uh the Show Me the Money series. It's coming up this Saturday at Montgomery. So nice. you'll want to be there for that too. Roger oh, that. and we got that big late model race in Mobile this weekend too, yep. the the mm. SRL series. That's gonna be a good one. Our boy Bubba's gonna be there oh, along with yeah. a lot of the big name drivers. So plenty of short track racing to get to Sunday at Southern Raceway here in Milton. They're going to have a big race for the owner's birthday. So there's plenty of racing to get to get out and get to your local short tracks. And, uh, before we sign off tonight, I want to let the, the Jones family, Todd and Osmond Jones, mm, yes. to know we're thinking about them. Uh, Todd's father, uh, Tiger Jones passed away this past week. And, mm. I've known Tiger a very long time. Uh, my ex-wife's uncle and him are like best friends. They're probably on a bench in heaven watching, racing, and laughing and talking because that's what those old guys do. But uh, 
Tiger was always a fan of mine, always cheered for me when I was on the racetrack, and I always thought that was neat of him. Great guy, great family, and just our thoughts and prayers out to the Jones family, uh, losing a great person. Yeah, absolutely. Good people, good people. Yeah. I've known Todd a long time. So, but, Well, uh, we got Mobile, we got Pensacola, we got Montgomery, we got Wilkesboro, <laughs> we got, uh, you know, we don't talk Seacock. much about, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We don't talk much about you know the weekends at uh, the big tracks, and I know they're they're probably going to Darlington or something this weekend. But oh, yeah. um, we're a short track guys podcast, and uh, we're putting it out for you guys to listen. Uh, that's all we are really a short track. We're yeah, race man. fans first and foremost, but <laughs> we're short track guys, Franklin and County. that's what we bring to you. And uh, we appreciate you uh, and your support. You know, it's our our motivation. Um, and that's why we keep doing it because we appreciate it. And, yep. um, give us a five star review when you can. Um, mm-hmm. always give us a shout out and, uh, just, you know, keep us in your, in your, uh, in your repertoire of, uh, podcasts you listen to and tell your friends. Tune in and turn it up. That's it. And give <laughs> and tell your friends and, and give us a listen because we're trying this for y'all. Yep. So. And we've got a one, two, three. Let's, Let's go, go, Brandon. Brandon. Good night, everybody.